Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, welcome to this special edition of Cut the Crap. This one might be a little bit hard for you. Well, maybe in more ways than one. We're going to have a very hard discussion about, have we just destroyed our children? Have we completely ruined their lives? Has this woke society doomed us to a Sodom and Gomorrah future that, you know, I would, could never believe? You know, here I am, a male in my 50s. And, uh, you know, I'm not certainly the most inhibited person at all in fact i'm quite uninhibited but i never thought that i would ever be dealing with things on radio to the public like you know having drag read time at schools or some of the things that are going on in our children's school books our precious kindergarten or elementary school children it's quite shocking isn't it well we're going to do a little journey back in time because I want to talk about some of the things that are going on that you might not know. You know, we've been through our kids now having to have safe spaces. Can you imagine that? Think when you were a kid, say, oh, teacher, I can't uh, deal with this. I got to go. I got to go have a safe space. I, I, can't, I can't deal with this. It's just too much. What do I do? You know, have you, could, could you imagine even saying that to your parents? Well, it's a thing, but I, I'm going to get worse. You just need to bear with me for a moment because what I'm about to drop on you is going to blow your mind. Let's just look at how all of this has ratcheted up. You know, the term safe space refers to the <laughs> in uh, places that are intended to be free of bias, conflict, criticism, or potentially threatening action, ideas, or conversations. Uh, I think the only place we have on earth that is free of bias, conflict, criticism, and potentially threatened action, ideas, or conversations is called a, a casket. A burial site, right? Well, this is a term that originally originated in the LGBT culture. And it has now been expanded to include any place where a, get this, a marginalized majority. And of course, those are marginalized on gender, marginalized on ethnic, or marginalized on religious, you know, failings can come together to communicate regarding their shared experiences. 
Unfortunately, we have the dubious distinction that safe spaces are most commonly located on university campuses in the Western world. They're also at safe spaces, workplaces that agree with these safe spaces. One of them's Nokia, believe it or not. And, you know, they've also started designating people as safe space people or safer space people. It's kind of nuts. It even has its own symbol, right? It's like a green circle with a pink upside-down triangle in it. This is all over the place. I think it's the wussification, the pussification of our young folks. But have we gone too far? Here's what I mean. My main story I'm going to cover with you today is imagine you've got college students and they're expected to work hard in their college classes to study and get good grades. And imagine if you did kind of a survey of the college students and you asked them, what would make you perform better in school? What would make you get more out of your classes? Warning trigger alert here. But imagine if your college population came back and said, well, what we want to make our classes better and more wonderful is blowjobs. Yeah, I said that, blowjobs. Stay with me here, folks. Don't, <laughs> don't leave. You're not going to believe this story. You know, we've been fighting this for a while. You've been hearing about our precious children. You know, thanks to COVID, and in this way, the pandemic was a gift because we finally got a peek inside what some of our schools were teaching. Remember, we were asleep at the wheel. We weren't paying attention. We weren't really looking at what our precious children were learning. And lo and behold, when we go through this pandemic and kids started learning at home, look at what we learned. Part of what came out of that mess is we started learning that schools were teaching our children not sex ed, but specifically about sex acts. Yeah, you probably heard the news story. Everybody was talking about it. One story was our sex acts being taught in school to New Jersey kindergartens. Well, here's what's going on. See, the LGBTQ agenda expanding the curriculum, specifically requirements in sex edge teaching requirements, to cover LGBTQ issues. Remember, it each opens its own areas. As the school systems needed to expand to embrace the LGBTQ agenda, they started having to include in 2020 books, talks, lessons, and materials that required students or educated students to be able to differentiate. Now, that's what they say. I think students can kind of do this on their own. But to be able to differentiate between 
vaginal sex, oral sex, and anal sex. I don't know about you, but if I was in elementary school, hell, junior high, high school, if my teacher would have said, okay, today, class, we're going to do instructional education in anal sex, I would have fallen out of my chair. But the media, the way they're dealing with this, is they're kind of doing an equivocation here to disqualify it and says, no, 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 there are no sex acts being taught to kindergartners. Now, pay attention to that language. They say they need to be able to differentiate between vaginal, oral, and anal sex. But the way they say, no, we're not teaching them, teaching them sex acts. Have you ever thought about that with your kids, if your kids have already been through school? What would you have done as a parent if you would have found out your precious children were being taught about oral sex or anal sex? Forget just normal birds and bees. How would you react it? But now that maybe you have grandkids, they are going through this system. So when I come back, I'm going to give you some more details and what they're doing with students five years old or younger. But I'm going to tell you about college students that are now saying we'll perform better. And the university may be capitulating if the university will just enable special facilities for blowjobs during classes. Hang tight, folks. Be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to Cut the Crap. Because, you know, culture, race, and politics, that's the crap that kind of makes everything go to hell in a handbasket. But, you know, sometimes everything can, in fact, go to hell in a handbasket. In my own life, I got caught in the Los Angeles riots associated with Rodney King. And in a matter of a few hours, there was nothing left in the city of Los Angeles. No grocery store foods, no nothing. Everybody scrambled for food. And for a week, everything was shut down. You learn very quick that, well, times are tough. If they get really out of control, you might not be able to feed yourself. That's why I want you to know there is a companion program to cutting the crap. It's called Survive the Crap. It's how to hack it when all goes to hell. These are some of the things that you, well, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and those before knew, because let's face it, they were tougher than us and didn't need any safe spaces. Now, I know you don't need safe spaces, but you do need to protect yourself. And that's why I've done this particular, well, it's an audio blog. It's a training program. Survive the crap, how to hack it when it all goes to hell. You'll learn incredible things like, did you know you could store fresh eggs for two years? Hey, did you know that bread, as a matter of fact, really does grow on trees? How about pocket soup? You ever heard what pocket soup is? Yeah, it's soup you can carry around in your pocket. Did you know that you could make flour from the sun-kissed flour? Or how about some of the fantastic foods that are right in front of your face? You had no idea, no idea that you could eat. And... What about your health? Can you take care of yourself if all goes bad? Could you heal yourself with honey? Or, hey, do you know how to make a prepper's antiviral extract? There's so many things you need to learn and know, like what is the fastest fruiting fruit crop 
that you can grow. How about, do you know what a food forest is? Hey, if you just wanted chickens for fresh eggs, do you know what chickens you should get? Or do you know what a cooney cooney is? Right? How about, do you know about this simple survival fast food that is a power protein plan of making sure you get good protein? Or do you even know what's better, dehydrated foods or maybe freeze-dried foods? Could you even forage for wild strawberries? Or do you even know how to create an easier instant food bunker? These are just some of the things that I teach you at survivethecrap.com. Yes, it's survivethecrap.com. How to hack it when it all goes to hell. It's the companion to cut the crap. So go to survivethecrap.com and subscribe today. Survivethecrap.com. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. Okay, folks, we're back. I told you this would be a hard one, pun intended. I find it just both amazing, appalling, and just weird that we have to have discussions like this today in mainstream. Who would have thought that in our schools we're teaching anal sex and stuff to to small kids? See, what's going on? is under the banner, the highlight of teaching about diversity of gender or diversity of sexual orientation, race, race, ethnicity, disabilities, and religious tolerance, right? Kids, K through 12, are now being taught things that we could have never imagined before this is all part of what i call the slow secular suicide of the greatest nation on the planet because in the name of diversity and equity and being nice and now we have microaggressions and now we have micro microaggressions all of this now being fueled and fed by our government. Obviously, we have rising tensions across our nation. I mean, think about it. Kids lived in fear, in isolation from the pandemic. Democrats, Republicans at each other's throats, more people being threatened with death than ever, conflicts over mass mandates. Debates and fights and attacks of whether they should be implemented or not. And children being raised with the constant specter and fear of sickness and death. News that amplifies racist incidents like, hey, if you step out into the world, you're going to be attacked. And then with the news saying, oh, typical citizens are bullies. Look, they're attacking and bullying Muslims in the wake of 9-11 and the 20th anniversary of 9-11. You have to understand that our precious young ones have been raised in a totally different environment from us. They're fearful. 
they're not only afraid of their neighbors, they're also ironically afraid of their government, but the government says, look, we'll take care of you. And now, instead of teaching our children academically, like you just saw Oregon schools trying to get rid of math, reading, English, science, etc., and teaching things like, uh, well, ethnic studies to cope, and now your teacher has to coddle the kids and design a classroom that's safe space designed. And they say it's going to meet the students' academic and emotional needs. Well, many of these are at odds with each other. And what is a safe space anyway? Uh, A place that they can be free from mistakes? Isn't that what learning is about? But they say, no, they got to be free from mistakes without lasting judgment. Isn't the reason we teach them right and wrong? Is so they understand mistakes and there is some judgment passed. Well, no, 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 no. They got to have freedom from mistakes without lasting judgment or ridicule. I can see the ridicule and the bullying part of it, but they say that safe spaces are where children can now engage and only can engage, should we say, in critical or honest civil and challenging discussions about sensitive topics. Basically, they're saying, don't debate it, don't push people, don't have divergent uh, discussions, but you can have, well, divergent sexualities. Think about this. Teachers now have to learn and get ready for this. They are required to learn micro affirmations. You got to be able to give micro affirmations to validate your students and teachers to be able to confirm they're doing micro affirmations. It all begins with active listenings. Here is a micro affirmation in case you wondered what it is. It's by affirming experience using a validating statement like, I appreciate that this might be frustrating you, Johnny, but you can't pull out your penis in class and show everybody. But I appreciate that might be frustrating. You get it? When we started dealing with people's emotions, I think we started degrading people. We started not raising people. And I think when you now take our precious children... And all of a sudden, in their most formative years, instead of reading or math or science, when we're teaching that the world is a dangerous place and you need to be safe and isolated, while at the same time teaching young children how to safely masturbate or how to set up their, I kid you not, safe room for masturbation, their secret room for masturbating in their house. I think we are a society being ripped apart. Now, you can, I can completely understand, even though schools and liberals are trying to equate it with Nazi ways, the recent book bannings, and they're trying to equate it with book burnings, just like Nazis, 
right, and saying it's spread and it's an epidemic in the United States, but it's simply parents, I think, on a majority, complaining about texts that they believe prematurely introduce children and minors to the explanations of sex or sexuality and, of course, this nonsense of gender roles. No, we, no, 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 real. I mean, is, is there any, right, possible other conclusion than how confused our children are when this is what the school needs to teach our children? Do we need textbooks in kindergarten with pictures to help students decide whether they actually have a vagina or a penis? I'm just asking you a question. In kindergarten, does it need to be in a book that, hey, look at this picture. Do you have one of these or do you have one of these as if they don't know? Here's a teacher who said they don't have enough sex. They don't have enough anal sex. They need an adults to tell them how to masturbate. And what I call that is here. This is teaching you. Yes, that's a teacher. But I'm going to get to the meat of it now. When we come back in the next segment, yeah, blowjobs being passed out on campus. You're not going to believe it. Hang tight. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances. You know that uh, our nation is suffering right now with this mail-order maladministration that's been selected, not elected, and put in the White House. It makes our future look bleak financially, especially when you consider 47, yes, $47 trillion has vaporized in our stock market. Additionally, this administration has printed more money in the last two years than the previous hundred years combined. That's a big problem. Now, if you want to play it safe and you want to protect your family, you need to think about your IRA, your 401k, your retirement savings account, okay? This is a big geopolitical deal. You need to check out JovanLovesGold.com. Yes, JovanLovesGold.com, and I do. Now, here's why you need to do it. This is not about you buying gold. Get it straight. This is about you can make a move, just a financial move, a lateral move. You're not liquidating your retirement or anything like that. You're just making your move to switch it from the markets to fixing it in gold. Gold has lasting value. You need to lock it in. If you will reach out to jovanlovesgold.com, that's jovanlovesgold.com. And by the way, there's a $10,000 incentive to do it because if you qualify, you might get $10,000 more added to your account in silver from our partners at Gold Co. You need to check it out. You need to fortify yourself and you need to make sure absolutely you're protected because you don't want to keep on losing money because of this maladministration. 
Now, that's all for you at jovanlovesgold.com. Please go there, jovanlovesgold.com. Now, I want to tell you about one other. I want to tell you about something that's kind of scary, especially if you're a homeowner. Now, you know in this day and age that you can check for your title online, you can check your ownership online. Hell, uh, even people are having registering online. We know how dangerous registering to vote online is. You can't confirm the papers there. Here's what you need to know. You know, your deed to your home is the only thing that proves you own it. Did you know that crooks can get online, look up your deed, print a simple form of that deed, affix their name to it, submit it, right? Submit it. And then all of a sudden they own your home and then they can flip and sell your home. You've seen all this craziness buying and selling homes online. This can all literally be done, maybe 60, 90 days. You don't even know it. And all of a sudden somebody has stolen the title to your house. They've borrowed against it. Now it's sold property and you're left with it. And this is a hard crime to fix. Look, that's why I want to tell you about HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. You can go to slash Jovan or just put in the promo code Jovan. Register your address right now. No obligation report. It's a home title report. It's $100 value. You get it free. Again, you get your home title report at HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Jovan. Your promo code is Jovan. You want to lock your title, folks. People can do this online right now. When they're stealing our voting records and they're stealing databases and credit card information, they're going to find your home. And you don't know it till it's gone, till it's after the fact, and you've lost your asset. Do yourself a favor, hometitlelock.com forward slash Jovan, promo code Jovan. Get the $100 value free, no obligation home title report. That's it. Titlelock.com forward slash Jovan. Folks, do it now. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. We're back. We're talking about a scary topic, and never in my life have I ever thought about talking about anything sexual would be a scary topic. But here we are having to have a discussion, not only about our young children, but just a discussion about universities. It's bad enough that our universities are part of that unholy trinity between government, media, and academia, and they teach things that we wouldn't want our children to know or to participate in or to even be exposed to all in the name of diversity and inclusion but here's one from my homeland students at the university of osberg demand glory holes in lecture halls to help relieve stress on campus now I don't know how I feel about this. I'm, hey, the glory hole is your thing. Hey, great, but do they need to be in our public school institutions? Do you know what a glory hole is? It's basically a hole in a wall or a partition that is often found, I 
you know, public bathrooms or cubicles or sex video arcade booths or lounges, right? And it's for people to engage in sexual activity or observe the person on the opposite side, a little hole through the wall, right? Now, historically, glory holes are associated with the gay male culture and anal or oral sex and uh literally um <laughs> it's just a fact of society but a part, part uh various parts of the population would say it's because of a history of persecution well look to each his own think about this it's a partition right that maintains anonymity in a sense that of uh, reassurance that people involved cannot be identified and in the case of these public places uh not be arrested right um and if you were to study the culture i'm reading from a piece on the culture of glory holes they're not exclusively favored by gay people and in fact have become more commonly acknowledged as a fetish for either heterosexual or bisexual uh, individuals. It says in more recent years, public glory holes have faded in popularity in countries. Uh, although there are, it says, gay websites offering directories of the remaining glory holes that are in public. It says glory holes are sometimes the topic of erotic literature and pornographic films have been devoted to the use of glory holes. I'm making sure you have the background on this, folks, so you can understand the concept. So you can understand the concept of what's going on. Um, you know, there's been, it says there's been many novels and many sexual stories, motivations that have been uh, the eroticism of glory holes, right? And it's about, you know, separating the wall from the two participants or a guy takes his girlfriend in and watches her, you know, I guess serve at the buffet. I don't know. And what it does is there's no contact or anything except a penis to a mouth or to a hand or to an anus or to a vagina. It's, all, it's basically about total anonymity. And there are no other attributes of the person taking into consideration. Do you follow? It's just a penis or it's just a mouth, whatever the uh, case may be. Now, it's interesting. The very first court case documented of a glory hole was a case in 1707 it was a court case known as the trials of thomas vaughn and thomas davis in london england which involved the extortion of a man known in documents only as mr gilliam and it says at the time, gay sex in public places could lead to arrest by members of the Society for Reformation of Manners, right? And it said often authorities would wait outside Lincoln's Inn, Bog House, and London as one place to catch people. It continues on to say that the courts heard that a man, Mr. Gilliam, had visited a washroom stall to relieve himself when another male put his penis through the hole in the wall, right? It basically is recorded to history as a boy in the adjoining vault put his privy member through the hole. 
Mr. Gilliam, surprised by the action, fled the washroom only to be followed by the male who cried out that he would have sex with him. Mr. Gilliam was then confronted by Mr. Vaughn, who, knowing Mr. Gilliam's innocence, threatened to turn him in to the police and reveal him to his wife if he did not pay a sum of money. It goes on to say that in the mid-1900s, police often used bathroom glory holes as an entrapment method for gay men, often recording the incidents as evidence to prosecute. Such incidents were recorded in California and Ohio in the 1950s and 1960s with archival police footage of tear rooms appearing on pornography websites. So somebody put this out there as revenge sex. Now, think about that for a moment. It's been uh, known of for a while. It's been known of throughout history. But now... In Germany, the students at the University of Augsburg, that's A-U-G-S-B-U-R-G, Augsburg, in Germany, are actually demanding glory holes in the lecture halls on campus. The students say the glory holes, which of course are famously used for anonymous sex, should be built in the lecture all opposite of the entrance. The students are arguing that the glory holes will assist with the diversification on campus. That's part of my issue here, folks. I'm sharing this with you, maybe anywhere from an uncomfortable to an arousing subject, but you understand diversity, diversity, feeling better and emotions, and this one is the same excuse they're using for teaching this stuff to small children. Yes, the students actually argue with the university that glory holes will assist with the diversification on campus. They also say, (laughs) I guess as to boot, it's a nice tension reliever. Well, imagine that. The students say that the associated stress reduction would ensure a more positive working atmosphere on campus. Well, hell, if I'd have had that idea and said, hey, yeah, I I need all the cheerleaders to come hang out with me nude because it would be, hey, yeah, more positive working atmosphere on campus and I'll attend classes more. Duh. Some of these kids who I guess consider themselves future leaders insist that, get this, strangers would come together to create a shared experience and living space and connect on a level far removed from everyday life. Uh, Do you think? Of course it'd be far removed from everyday life. The press at the university reported it on this way. Students at the University of Osberg have caused irritation with an unusual request. At the next convention meeting that was held on October 25th, a proposal to establish glory holes, holes in the walls for the purpose of anonymous sex, will be discussed. Three glory holes 
are to be built in the lecture hall center opposite the entrance where the information boards are currently located. Let's see. I got to go over here. What time's my class? Who's the speaker? What time does this happen? Watch for lunch today. Oh, hey, let me go stick my winkers through the hole here and get a little relief. It's a true story, folks. I'm not making this up. They say they should be built by the Space and Construction Department and cleaned by the building management. In addition, they should be soundproof and opaque. The glory holes should be designed to be as barrier-free as possible. The height should be adjustable, and there should be wall handles you can hold on to. Yeehaw! Yeah, okay. There should be handles that you can hold on to. The light should be dimmable, and possible knee padding should be installed. In addition, condoms, licking wipes. I, I've got to admit to you guys, I've never heard that term used that way. There is something in this story called licking wipes. Have you ever heard of a licking wipe? I've never heard of a licking wipe, but I digress. In addition, condoms, licking wipes, lubricants, and disinfectant wipes should be provided free of charge in the glory holes. And of course, trash cans are needed. Uh, let's see, does this go up there with uh, tampons for guys too? Here is uh, the justification. I'm going to give the justification for the application for these glory holes. I'm going to give it to you in verbatim. At the modular festival, people wished for a glory hole in the lecture hall center 10 times on the ASTA wish wall. The wish wall was listed most, this wish was listed most frequently. We therefore see it is an, imper, it is an, an imperative to decide on this wish in the student representatives. A glory hole will contribute to diversification on campus as kink could also be experienced or lived at the university. Sex can be a relaxing activity, which can be very useful in the often stressful university life. The associated stress reduction would ensure a more positive working atmosphere on campus. In addition, Strangers would come together to create a shared experience and shared space and connect on a level far removed from everyday life. This form of connection can provide a better understanding of different bodies and can also have an empowering effect in that one's own body can be experienced not only as a limit, but also as a space of possibilities. Can you see this as a car commercial, folks? I mean, we're actually talking about an accoutrement at a university to make university students feel better. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd feel better, too, wouldn't you, if you could go get a BJ before class? Hang tight, folks. It's not over. I got more. Be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? 
You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, I want to point you to a few places you should be following me. You know, there is the video version of Cut the Crap I do every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week, Central Standard Time. And you can always find me on Rumble. That's rumble.com forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. By the way, when I do my special programs of Coffee and Crap, where I show you some incredible videos from across our culture that kind of shine a light on our culture, race, and American politics. You know, I drop them over at my Telegram. Are you following me in Telegram? It's real easy. t.me forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. And oh, by the way, you know, I do exclusive content all the time for my special subscribers at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. If you thought you got a tremendous amount of information just on my regular social media, then you should consider following me on jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. It's just like any other social media, except if you want to join the exclusive club, you can come behind the scenes, get more advanced training, podcast, videos, and communication on all the stuff I talk about when it comes to culture, race, and American politics. And don't forget, I'm on Twitter. Follow me at twitter.com forward slash Jovan H. Pulitzer. Look, I enjoy interacting with you. Join me on all social platforms. And hey, if you want to be on the inside club and click where we really share the hardcore information, you really should be participating with me at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. I'll see you there. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut the crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. Why, yes, we're back. Yes, Dad, I'm taking English literature, geometry, advanced engineering, and... Blowjob teaching classes. Yeah, it doesn't sound weird, does it? Of course it's not. Let me go back. I'm going to repeat some of this to you. This is the justification the students put in their words in verbatim. At the modular festival, people wished for a glory hole in the lecture hall center 10 times on the ASTA wish wall. This wish was listed most frequently. We therefore see it as an imperative to decide on this wish in the student representatives. A glory hole would contribute to diversification on campus, as kink could also be experienced or lived at the university. Sex can also be a relaxing activity, which could be very useful in the often stressful university life. The associated stress reduction would ensure a more positive working atmosphere on campus. In addition, strangers would come together to create a shared experience and living space and connect on a level far removed from everyday life. 
This form of connection can provide a better understanding of different bodies and can also have an empowering effect in that one's own body can be experienced not only as a limit, but as a space of possibilities. Building the glory holes allows the university to see itself as a space of critical, that is critical of heteronormativity, since kink is to be understood as a non-heteronormative practice. This clear queer positioning would unleash potential for improved participation in everyday university life for queer students and thus increase their everyday life and their sense of security and their well-being. Wow, what a pitch. This is truly, actually, being considered. I think it's interesting. It, did, it, did it start off as a joke? Did it uh, start off as something that was just kind of a, well, a stunt? I don't know. But they're actually demanding glory holes to be installed on campus. Now, I wonder, I bet you if, if uh, we were able to dig into this somewhat and we were to able to get truth, what do you want to bet maybe some of these college professors did this, right? Now, you might like to know that uh, even though this wide, has been widespread mocked, as I'm doing, that the university just supposedly struck it down and uh, <laughs> uh, of course, the there was a fight on campus in this, and the they have a, a group called the Ring of Christian Democratic Students, a Christian group, published an open letter to the head of the university, Dr. Sabine Doring Montretel, slamming it as inappropriate and highly scandalous. They said such an idea not only contradicts the principles of educational institution, but also represents a serious violation of ethical and moral standards. Installing glory holes in a university, a place that should promote education, research, and personal development, would be absurd and irresponsible. It's hard to imagine how such an idea could even be considered. The university should focus on creating a safe and conducive environment for learning and personal development with students. And therein, folks, even that, think about that one sentence. Even this conservative group said the university should focus on creating a safe and conducive environment for learning and personal development, which is exactly what those that want it are saying. This is to make us feel safe and good and conducive to wanting to be here. Folks, we have, in many ways, lost our way. We have, many, in many ways, redirected the thoughts of our young people. Let's think about this for a moment. I 
personally have no issue with your own personal sexual proclivities. Outside of children, look, what you do is what you do, and you should do you. But are we opening ourselves up to even more issues with our society falling apart? And let me tell you why. This all began with the LGBTQ initiatives. As you see, it all opens doors to even more and more. It is why the pedophilia community now wants to be called mappers, minor attracted people instead, because it's about making it, right? It is about making it about, well, acceptance. Acceptance to the wider group, which I believe is, in fact, grooming. Look, this all goes into the same category. When you allow one and you don't have hard moral lines, those lines get blurred. And when you blur the lines, they continue to expand and grow and push the lines. I do not care about your sexual proclivities. But now that we've got to the point in society where in many ways it's no big deal, I do believe we have to draw the line. And we have to draw a hard line in saying some of these things have gone too far. You cannot make excuses. You cannot equivocate. And by the way, you just cannot include everybody. You can't make peace with everybody. Just ask Israel and Hamas. And you can't embrace Hamas uh, in saying they're victims when they take children and parents. You know, they're from their parents. They rip their kids away or women and put them in places so they get blown up so they can point back at the Israelis. Look, you killed your own people. At some point in time, we have to call a stop to all of this. We have to get back to where we have a baseline of morals. And those morals have boundaries. And they are clearly defined lines. Because just like a nation, if you erase the borders, you will have a nation no more. And with humans... If you erase the boundaries, we will be human no more. Let me know what you think in the comments or drop me an email. Share the program, folks. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement, the right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. 
and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey guys, do you know I've had the best night's sleep of my life and it was as simple as just changing my pillows. I know that may sound stupid. Look, you've seen Mike Lindell and his wonderful product, My Pillow. I actually just didn't think a pillow could change my life. I finally got my pillows. Now, let me tell you about my sleep habits. Number one, you know, when we do this every 12 hours, we're joining together to do my broadcast every 12 hours. Sleep is so precious to me. And I was very lucky, very lucky to get three to four hours of really good sleep any one night. I used to use nine pillows, and it's because I've broken so much in my body, old battle wounds, broken arms, you name it. Sleep was not my friend, and it was ruining my health, tremendously ruining my health. Well, I saw Mike's commercial, didn't know Mike for a long time. I finally broke down and got my pillows. I took those nine pillows I tossed them out completely, went to two my pillows. I'm asleep, I'm telling you now, where I used to lay there a couple hours not getting to sleep, I'm asleep now in 15 minutes or sooner. It is a gift. Look, you need to go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan, J-O-V-A-N. You need to do that so you can get my discount. You want to get my discount on everything that Mike sells. Now, I can tell you, Living honest-to-God proof that my sleep has changed. The fact that I can go to sleep in 15 minutes and not lay there literally for two hours has basically given me almost two hours of sleep back. That is an incredible gift. I sleep more soundly. I sleep all night long. Now, of course, I've gone into other products, right? I now use uh, the bed toppers. I now wear the slippers. Hey, folks, go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You have to put your promo code of Jovan in to get my discount. You get a bigger, better discount. MyPillow.com, your promo code is Jovan. I'm telling you, if you cherish your sleep, you know that feeling when you just can't wait to get to bed and you lay down and you go, oh, man, and it's just the best part of your day and you want to wake up feeling great, I hadn't had that for decades until I decided to switch to my pillow, and I switched everything. Folks, do yourself a favor. Get your beautiful sleep back. Go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to find out you want all the things Mike is offering, and you want to help him fight for America, too, and this is how you do it. MyPillow.com. Promo code Jovan.